Welcome to Balanced Black Girl, a podcast dedicated to mental, physical, and emotional health from the Black woman's perspective. Tune in to hear from Black woman health and wellness experts giving the approachable advice you need to help you feel your best. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Let's dive in. What comes to mind when you think of the word mindfulness? Do you imagine a person who has it all together and is calm all the time and never gets upset and is just in this perfect state of Zen? I know I used to, and I am not that person. (laughs) And I used to feel like mindfulness was very unattainable because as hard as I tried to be that person who was so calm and centered and Zen all the time, That was not me. She was not I. I have my moments of calm and I have my moments of not calm, you know, which we all do as part of the human experience. And some of us are a little less calm than others. I'm going to blame it on my Leo son, because if you have a Leo in your life, then you understand. You understand how we are. And, you know, self-acceptance is key. But over time, I actually learned that mindfulness was not about being calm all the time or being in this perfect state of Zen. Instead, I learned that mindfulness was about understanding how to leverage tools to bring yourself back to a state of calm after you've had a period of needing to feel whatever it is that you feel, right? Actually, in a previous episode uh, with the amazing Kathleen Booker, who is a phenomenal breathwork coach, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, we'll make sure it's linked in the show notes so that you can listen to it. She said one of my favorite quotes that's ever been said on the podcast, and that is, it's not that she never freaks out, it's that she knows what to do to freak back in. (laughs) And even that podcast episode came out probably about a year ago now. And I still, I repeat that quote to myself probably a couple of times a month when I'm freaking out and a reminder to freak back in and to not feel guilt over those moments where maybe we freak out and we need to freak back in because again, it is all part of the human experience. And today's conversation on the podcast is going to give you an even deeper understanding and appreciation of mindfulness in a way that can really resonate for more of us. Our guest today is Dora Kamau, who is a meditation and mindfulness teacher. She uses meditation as a tool to guide individuals in experiencing who they truly are. Unshaken and impenetrable by the qualms of life, Dora utilizes her own lived experience to guide in-person and online gatherings for women to connect through intentional conversations. Over the last two years, she has led thousands in meditation with individuals participating from all over the world and from all walks of life. Her work in the community has aligned her with brands such as Headspace, Insight Timer, NBC, Lululemon, Reebok, Little Burgundy, Sage Natural Wellness, Call It Spring, and many others. I have to have a full transparency moment here. I was absolutely fangirling at the opportunity to have Dora on the podcast. I just mentioned some of the incredible collaborations she's had over the years and I have absolutely meditated alongside her in my apps like Insight Timer. At the very beginning of the pandemic, I took the meditation course that she had on Insight Timer, all about self-care during times of uncertainty. And honestly, truly, that meditation experience got me through quarantine, to put it blankly. And so getting to talk to her and getting to learn directly from her was such an honor. She did not disappoint. And I am just, I'm excited to get to share this conversation with you. I would love to hear about your experiences with mindfulness, either before listening to this episode or if your idea of mindfulness has changed after listening to this conversation with Dora. So please don't hesitate. Hit me up on Instagram at Balanced Black Girl Podcast and let me know how mindfulness looks for you. How do you practice mindfulness? 
how is mindfulness a part of your life? And if it's not yet, that's okay too. No judgment, right? We, we share these conversations, not to say that me or anyone else is so perfect at all these things. It's to constantly continue having conversations and introducing concepts to bring others along with us while we're walking on these journeys. So Even if this is the first conversation you've heard about mindfulness, that's okay too. Welcome, join us, walk in this journey along with us. That is what we're here for. So I'm so excited for you to get to hear from Dora today. Let's jump into the interview. Dora, welcome to Balance Black Girl. I have to say I am fangirling a little bit. I've wanted to have you on the podcast for so long. I have admired your work for so long. I have meditated with you many times from afar. Ah. (laughs) So I'm so excited to have you. Yeah, I'm fangirling too. I was like, yes, checking this off my um, bucket list. Like this is a really exciting moment, you know, when we can come together and just like co-create these spaces. I love this. Absolutely. And I don't know if you feel this way too, but sometimes in the online space, you know, we can maybe watch people from afar or enjoy their work or even support their work. But it, it is also a really good feeling when you get to actually interact. Yes. I think even like during COVID, I was like, I have so many online besties. Like (laughs) so many people, I'm like, yes, girl, I've never met you before, but I'm rooting for you like from a distance. So yeah, I definitely resonate with that. Absolutely. So you are a mindfulness and meditation teacher who has touched so many. I would love to hear how your mindfulness journey began and how you were introduced to these tools. Yeah. um, Back in 2010. So I think with all my wellness practices, it really started like one out of like sheer desperation and a little bit like interest afterwards. But um, 2010, my best friend started like meditating and doing hot yoga. And I was like, man, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> and I tried and like, kind of like dipped and dabbled and then kind of fell off the path. And then of course, life brought me through a bunch of events that really brought me to my knees. And, um, coming out of that meditation was like one of my saving graces, one of those tools that I really stuck with. So in 2016, Um, just healing from what had happened in my life, I really started to dive deep into meditation and um, just understand like how it fits into my life and how do I was really using it like off the cushion and in life because, you know, I was dealing with like anxiety and depression and I just needed tools and I needed them now. And so, yeah, that's how meditation found its way to me and how I found my way to it. What you just said, off the cushion and into life, that is, I really, really like that. I want to like make a mental note of that because with a lot of tools, whether it's your meditation cushion or, you know, your yoga mat could be the same thing off the mat and into life, remembering to also apply these practices in our everyday lives and not necessarily when we're specifically in it is so important. Yeah. And meditation is that thing like like literally called the practice where we're strengthening our practice by putting it into like real life experiences. I found that, yeah, okay, I'm sitting down uninterrupted with myself and it's great. But like, what does my meditation practice look like when I'm around my family members? (laughs) What does it look like around certain friends? Like, how does that come into play? And so even up until now, that's something that I'm always going back to. Like, yeah, it's great that you set aside 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night, but like the 23 hours (laughs) in between or whatever, like, what does that look like, you know? And how can you really embody what you're practicing and not just practicing because it's the thing to do? That's such a good question. Something that I think we can all use regularly to reflect on. Yeah, for sure. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you decide to then start teaching and guiding others in the space? Yeah. um, So 2017, I started hosting workshops here in Vancouver um, under the alias of Bliss Your Heart. And so once a month, I would just host workshops on self-love, self-care, mental health. And again, I've always just had this like spirit of like, if it's not there, I'm just going to create it. And I remember when I first started meditating, like I couldn't find any black teachers. 
it's it's something like so small but then it's like you know I want to listen to like a soulful voice you know because even just like the cadence of some teachers it's like this isn't resonating and so um I practiced and then I was like I want to teach this and offer this to other women and black women specifically because it really made an impact on my life and how I show up in wellness and just in life in general and so that's what called me to start guiding others and um, it was really just like a you have to experience this, you know, and breaking some of the myths that surround meditation as well. So, yeah, that's how I ended up where I am now. Mm, I really appreciated what you said about creating things that that you want to see in the world. Yeah, it's so important. We hear a lot that phrase, you can't be what you can't see. And I have mixed feelings about that phrase, because on one hand, I appreciate that, yes, how important representation is. Obviously, that's what, you know, this whole platform, all my work is all about. And also, if we limit ourselves to what we can see, that can be so limiting in terms of what we can create, the ways that we can serve others and ourselves. And so finding that happy medium between wanting to see that representation, but also creating it when we don't see it is important. Yeah, I have full body tingles right now because if I was to be what I could see, I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I am today. And, um, you know, I always get these like full body like tingles like I have right now of gratitude because, again, there was so much that I had to experience in my life for me to be where I am and for me to decide like there is more to what I am seeing you know, and I can be more than to what I'm seeing or what my parents had seen because being an entrepreneur is like the exact opposite of what my parents wanted to be. It was (laughs) lawyer, doctor, dentist, you know? Mm -hmm. So I couldn't imagine if I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this because my parents think it's a good idea. Like, I'm so glad I didn't. I'm so grateful. (laughs) Yes. Yes. A beautiful thing to be grateful for. Yeah. 100%. How has teaching and and guiding others impacted your own mindfulness practice? Has it? Yeah, again, like you really have to embody what it is that you're teaching. Like you got to practice what you preach. And I find like even with things like yoga, like you wouldn't just do a yoga teacher training and then that's it. And maybe that is, but I just know for myself, like, I'm not the same person that I was when I first started teaching and I've evolved and grown so much. And if I was just to be complete with receiving the training that I got, I wouldn't even be able to teach to the people that I teach. Like I wouldn't be able to teach to the black community because my practice and my training wasn't even um, representative (laughs) of the black community, you know? So for me, it was like, I want to do this and this isn't just it. It's a beautiful like stepping stone, but this isn't the end. And so I've really taken it upon myself to like commit myself to my practice, you know, and really like live my truth, embodying like mindfulness and meditation. And it's something that, again, you have to put into practice. It's not just like a textbook read and then, ah, I got it. It's like you need to immerse yourself in different situations, different experiences for you to really understand what it is that meditation is. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're kind of going through life, how do you keep yourself centered in that? How do you keep yourself walking Mm. the walk? Right now in this moment, it's deep breaths. I've been breathing a lot and reminding myself to breathe because I know for myself, I hold my breath a lot you know, and so I have to remind myself like, Dora, breathe, because in one breath, there's so many possibilities. But if I'm not able to breathe, I'm not able to even connect to the possibilities that are in front of me. You know, everything stops, everything shuts down, and I'm like outside of my body. So coming back to my breath, coming home to myself in those moments has been really powerful for me. And even now, when there's so much going on in the world, like, I have to breathe first. (laughs) I have to like ground myself because even on social media, like I'm on a break right now. And I was just finding like, even just like the act, like the action of scrolling, you're still consuming so much. And I'm like, I'm not even breathe. Like my, I I haven't even blinked. Like I'm just here (laughs) like (laughs) scrolling on my phone. So 
yeah, that's something that I've really had to remember is just how to breathe. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. such a good reminder because I think sometimes conversations around a topic like mindfulness, it can feel like this whole big thing outside of ourselves, this whole state of being that is completely different maybe from where we are, if we are in a period of consumption or we're just not there yet. But even a reminder of, are you breathing? Reconnecting yeah. with your breath is so important because we we can all do that. We can all check in and just start there. Yeah. Yeah. And I recently just completed a breathwork training for Black healers. And I've learned so much of just like the power of being able to connect to my breath and even just the privilege, right? Because there was a lot of protest about like, I can't breathe. Yes. So it's irresponsible for me not to use my breath, you know, and there's a lot of power with that. So learning like the sacredness of the breath and learning the different techniques and how that can really change like your inner world was really powerful to witness. And being with other Black healers was amazing as well. So don't underestimate the breath. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So important. Always an incredible place to start. Yeah. A hundred percent. What about you? How do you stay centered? That's a really good question. My biggest tool for staying centered is just stillness. Whenever I find myself off-centered, it's because I'm doing too much. I've packed my yeah. calendar. I've, I'm just doing all of the things. And when I can take a second to just be still and say, okay, what's in front of me? How am I feeling? What needs to happen? What can wait? Mm. That is like my biggest tool. It's just that self-check-in of do we need to be doing all these things right now? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yep. Usually the answer is no, or it can wait, or I can ask for help, or I can delegate it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that deeply. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But we're all still a work in progress. <laughs> yes. This is why we, you know, we're support, we're guides, but we're not all knowing. <laughs> Yeah. And I think again, like when I have this title of like meditation teacher put on me, it's like, hey, I'm actually walking side by side with you. I'm not at the front teaching you how to do it. I'm like, I'm here with you in the trenches. Like (laughs) every time I sit down and practice, it's like it's my first time all over again because I'm not the same person from when I woke up this morning, you know, like I'm constantly growing and to think that I am better than the next person or I've ascended to some type of level. It's like, not really. And when I do think like that, it kind of like stops me from growing. You know, I have this thing where I'm really challenging myself on stopping saying like, I know, because as soon as I say, I know in conversation, it like, it cuts the flow of energy between me and that other person where I know. So I know it all. You don't need to continue. Like I have all the answers, but I'm really trying to move out of that because I don't. And it's okay not to know. That's a word. Yeah. (laughs) I needed that. Yeah. Yeah. Try it because we say it a lot. And when I was more mindful of that, I'm like, wow, I really am cutting off myself from receiving more from this person or more from this this experience because I've decided that that's enough. Yeah. (laughs) you know, but we, we are always growing. And that's something to remember, no matter who that person is, it's like teacher or not, you know, I'm still human and I'm still learning just as much as you are. Yeah. I really, really appreciate that nugget that you just shared with us because that's something that I know I can work on. I am notoriously bad at taking advice. And I don't necessarily say I know out loud, but I think it, yeah. which is the same thing, still blocking the energy. Yeah. Yeah. Try it. Let me know how it goes. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not lie, but, and maybe it's not even I know for you, but it's something else, you know? Just that resistance to anyone yeah. else's input. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> there was also something that you mentioned just now that I would love to to talk a bit more about because I've been seeing it more so probably in the past year. And I think the pandemic and everything that we've all collectively gone through in the past year has just brought out a lot of different things in people. It's brought out a lot of different energies. This idea that if there are people who maybe consider themselves more spiritually enlightened or more just at a different level um, ascended, that there is this not divide, but this idea that they do feel 
a little bit better than everybody else. Yeah. I see it a lot. I see it yeah. a lot. And it's something that is really disheartening from my perspective, but I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, I have such a big thing with just like this divide where it's like, there's these people and there's these people, you know, and people forget that they were once that person. Like mm-hmm. I was once that person. Right. And so in my life, I've always made it that if I get to someone like, I need to help people. I'm not just going to hoard all this knowledge and keep it and be like, no one else gets to know but me because I am like this holy one. Like if I want to see the world get better, I have to be able to share the knowledge, you know, Mm -hmm. and we have to remember where we started from. And I think it's important to also guide others, right? And to be there for others and support others, especially as Black people and as Black women and just in our community, like being able to share our knowledge and and our wisdom amongst ourselves, right? Because I I grew up in a very like white city, very white town, and I never really had that kind of guidance from Black peers. But yeah, so I'm very grateful now that I have that knowledge of, wow, like my life is completely different than what I had learned back then from all these other women in my life who didn't really know the true Black experience. And so when we have people who are in that position who maybe are more wise or more intelligent, like it's really important that we're able to pass down the tools, pass down the insight and not to be afraid of losing what you have. I think I made a post a while ago about how two people doing the same thing will never create the same product, right? Because we're all so unique and authentic. So me and you could be doing the same thing. And because of your experiences, because of my experiences, it's going to look completely different, right? But I think in this day and age, we have such a fear of like sharing where we got this resource or where this is coming from, because we don't think that we're going to get it back again. But it's like, the universe is abundant. Life is abundant. You know, there's so much for everybody. And to be able to share with people and to support one another is so beautiful. That's how we grow. <laughs> so very passionate yes. about that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's so much that I loved about what you just said. The the bringing people along with us on the journey is yeah. so important. Sharing abundance. Yeah. Because I do think a lot of that does come from a place of scarcity and a place of, okay, I finally acquired this knowledge, so I'm going to keep it for myself. Because if I give it yeah. away, there's not going to be anything left. And yeah, it just doesn't work that way. Life doesn't work that way. There is enough for all of us. Yeah. And I think another, I could talk about this topic like all <laughs> this whole episode, but one other thing that I'm also seeing is like this savior type archetype where you know it's like this one person has it all and you can only become more mindful or more in tune if you get your information from this one person but we are like our own healers you know no one else knows you better than yourself and that's really important to remember because people can sell you a dream right people can sell you like take this tea or these crystals or these gems or whatever it is and you're thinking that you need to rely on this person to evolve and grow, but it's like, you're in control of that, right? We have to take back our power in those things because it leaves us super powerless to think that I can only be this type of person with this person's help. So I just wanted to also share that. No, that's, that's a really great addition because we Mm -hmm. do have so much power when it comes to what we give our attention to and our ability to self-heal because we're the only ones who truly know how we feel and what we need. But in a lot of ways, we've been conditioned to not be able to listen to ourselves. Yeah. And trust that, right? Trust that inner knowing because I find like before I started to meditate, it was really clouded with like, oh, my mom knows me best. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> my cousins know me best, you know? And so it's like, I'm giving all my power away to them, not knowing like, I got it within me. It's right here. It's right now. I just need to get still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trust, like you said, the yeah. trust. Yeah. Trusting your power. So beautiful. And this is something that I know that you also talk about on social. And you had a post recently that I loved that said, may I get out of my own way? Ooh. <laughs> It's such a, it's a simple statement. It packs a punch. It's that reminder that we still need. When you sense yourself maybe being in your own way, how do you like to get out of your own way? 
I have to be humble enough to even recognize like humility has been a really big thing on this journey. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, one, like what we just talked about, like you don't know it all and that's okay. You don't have to know it all and that's okay. You can ask for support, right? That's another big thing that I've really been struggling with. Just asking for help, asking for guidance, saying like, I just really need someone else to take this on, delegating, getting an assistant, like all of these little things, not believing my thoughts because the mind is a beautiful thing, but also like can be a trap at times when you're so much in your head thinking like, I'm not deserving of this or I'm not worth that. Um, and if I was really to believe what my mind was showing me, it's like I wouldn't have these opportunities that I have now. So like not believing every thought that's there, you know, and really trusting um, my life and trusting my purpose. But again, sometimes trust is so hard because it's trusting in the unseen. And I know for myself personally, I always want like the tangible, like physical things that are like, yeah. okay. You know, I got the job. Now I trust in myself. But then it's like when I arrive at the job, there's imposter syndrome and I don't trust in myself. So it's really like an internal thing. It's like, again, get out of your own way. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. That reminder to get to the root of it. It's like you said, if we are focused on this external thing to validate us, we can still get that thing. But because we haven't addressed the root, we're still going to feel the same way or we're going to find the next thing and then the next thing to look for validation and it never feels like enough. Yeah. And it will never come. Like I was just having this conversation of like, you know what, there will be someone better <laughs> and mm -hmm. I have to, I have to be okay with that. Right. Because if not, I'm just going to be steady on that like hamster wheel of it. I got to be the best, but there's levels to this, you know, and I'm okay with the level. I don't want to be the best, right? That's boring. I want to be growing and steady, like continuing to evolve as a human. I don't want to just reach that one point and have arrived and life is done. Like I'm really enjoying the fullness of life right now. <laughs> mm, that's a, that I don't want to be the best. That's boring. That's yeah. so good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Because I also think we shoot for these things, right? We shoot for even something like being the best. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I, what does that I, get I, us? I don't know. And that's something like, yeah, right now in my life, I'm in this very big like caterpillar to the butterfly transition where I'm learning a lot of these things of even having to realize like as much as it's good to be visible and seen, when I really sit with that and what that looks like, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be successful. I don't want to be famous, right? I want to be aligned with my truth and with my values. And a lot of the times you have to compromise your truth and your values to be seen and be visible and be all these different things. And it's like, I don't want that because I have compromised my values before and it really didn't get me anywhere that I wanted to go. So yeah, I'm, I, what is the best? I don't know. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, have you been reading my journals? Like how, because I have been going through a very similar thought process and can wholeheartedly relate to what you just said. Yeah. And it's hard. Again, social media is like a beautiful place to connect with people and be online besties. But when I'm not mindful, I really get stuck in that trap of like, oh, I wish that was me or I'm missing out. Maybe I need to do more reels or like more of those dancing videos. Maybe more people will find me. And then I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me. Yeah. It looks great, but yeah, and kudos to those people. But I just know for my own truth, like I really need just need to be aligned in my purpose. And that's what true success is for me right now. That's so beautiful. Thank you. What is the compass for you? Like, how do you know when you're still being true to yourself versus when you need to kind of check it and be like, actually, this isn't in alignment with me? When I second guess myself, um, I'm finding that like when my intuition is like, yes, this is what you need to do. There's no like, ooh, maybe I should have done it this way. Or it's just like a yes, do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm learning to trust that feeling because it's such a foreign thing. Again, childhood and like growing up and where someone always knows what's best for you. But me knowing what's best for me is like, that's my intuition. And I can feel it now that I'm more tuned into it. 
so yeah that's my compass like if it's a full body yes that's what I'm doing you know and if not it's not like it's a fail or something bad it's just like okay we're being redirected again to your compass and to your path you know it's nothing that's taking you off the path it's just a redirection to something else mm-hmm. yeah and understanding the redirection is so important yeah yeah a hundred percent because I think sometimes we feel like we've completely fallen off or like oh man I failed or I made the biggest mistake but it's truly a blessing. You know, I listen to a lot of Abraham Hicks and she's always like, you can always learn in contrast, right? So now you know what you don't want and now you really know what you do want. So using that as redirection and not getting stuck on like, I didn't want that or this isn't what I asked for, but you know what it is. So let's bring it forth now by focusing on, again, what it is that you do want in your life. And not being stuck at that, like, oh, no, <laughs> things aren't how I want them to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a beautiful reframe. Mm. Yeah. It's powerful, too. But practice, because I still fall into the trap of like, why? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. Just those parts where we're all human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And speaking of, you know, how do you balance caring for your spiritual self and your physical self rest i was so happy when rest started to really trend like when everyone's like yeah rest is resistance so i'm like i'm a nap person i always used to nap like even when i was younger my mom and i would watch oprah at 4 p.m and i would have a nap for like an hour because i didn't understand what oprah was saying at the time and that was just like ingrained into me so I love to rest. I love to just like lay down and read and not do anything. And that has been my saving grace, you know, and I'm, I'm lucky. I'm blessed to be able to have that and just know like, this is what I'm needing. Like sleep is something that I also don't compromise at all. Like I'm a full eight hour sleeper. I really take care of myself in that way. Bath. Um, And just taking time off from like learning and like self-development because there was a point in my life where I was just reading all the self-help books and not really like digesting what I was reading. It was just like going right through me. And I'm like, okay, like (laughs) I'm still where I was before. Like I read so-and-so's book and read this in this podcast and it's not sticking, but I really have to take time to integrate what I'm learning. And so sometimes it looks like not reading any of those things and just watching Netflix, you know, and watching like regular things and reading regular things and allowing myself to be human. Yeah. That is so real. The, you know, personal development addiction is a real thing where we just consume and consume and don't give ourselves time to either apply or to even critically think, okay, what did I just consume? Do I even want to apply this? Is this, you know, the direction I want to go? Exactly. Because a lot of the time, like it sounds good on paper, but when I actually practice it, it's like, this isn't what I want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It doesn't even feel good, you know? So taking that time just to allow those things to like settle in your body and settle with your spirit and not be in like a rush to be off to the next thing because there'll always be the next thing, right? You could always learn more, but really mastering each of those things, whatever it is that we're learning about and really taking our time to integrate, I feel is really important. Yeah. Integration is such a good word for that. Yeah. Yes. Integrate, integration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also just have to really second the word on rest because for a long time, I was one of those people who I definitely would sacrifice sleep to do everything. Yeah. And very recently, my body was like, absolutely not. We're not doing this anymore. And giving yourself proper rest, giving yourself proper sleep if you're able to. And I know everyone's life situation is different, especially, you know, if you maybe have little ones or something, it's a little bit different, but getting in that rest when you can, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's a whole, (laughs) (laughs) how you said, like, if you don't rest, your body is just going to put you in that position where you have no other choice, but to rest. And I find that it's really hard to like start the momentum of like what I'm creating or what I'm doing when I have to start from like rock bottom again, 
you know? So that for me, I recognize like it's much easier for me to just like take these incremental breaks and periods of rest and sabbaticals, whatever it is, so that I can keep on moving forward. But as soon as I have to like stop and rejuvenate and recuperate and all those different things, it's hard to get going again, you know? And yeah, it really is a privilege, right? I don't have children. That's something I'm always mindful of, of like, I don't have children. I don't really have to think about anyone else right now in this time in my life. So I have to utilize this time to rest. Absolutely. Yeah. And when I think about that too, I also think about for those who do, you know, maybe either have children or are caregivers in some way. Yeah. You know, what can the rest of us do to be a better village for them so that they can get their, their share of rest as well is something that I try to not lose sight of. Yeah. Community care. Like I had a friend who just gave birth. She's a single mother and I've just been making her like cocoa tea with sea moss and dropping it off, doing her dishes when I'm there, like offering to help her wherever I can in the house. And it's hard for people, you know, even though I'm friends with her, she really feels uncomfortable asking me. So it's like, I have to take it upon myself to even just ask her, Hey, if there's anything that you need me to do, please let me know. (laughs) Please let me know. Right. Dropping off flowers, like anything that I would want in that, if I was in that position, I, I love to give it to other people. And I used to be a nurse, right? So before I was teaching meditation, I was in that place of like, sometimes I got to work night shift and that's a whole other journey. And seeing other people that I was working with, they're like really struggling. Like I would bring in snacks. <laughs> I'd be yeah. there telling people to meditate, like <laughs> sharing the knowledge, yeah. like just not hoarding the wisdom and really like being in full compassion mode with the people that I'm with. But I think the most important thing is community care and taking care of the people around us. Absolutely. It's yeah. so important. It's something that we can't, we can't overstress. It just yeah. is so important. Yeah, definitely. So it also, I would love to talk a, a bit more about personal growth. I know we talked about personal development consumption a little bit, Yeah, um, but I also want to talk about, you know, not just the things that we want to call in or achieve, but sometimes the preparation it takes to be ready for those things. Some of the things that are behind the scenes of leveling up that we don't always see. I know you recently did a really great IG live about it's on your profile. I can link it in the show notes. Yeah. But it's really, really important because also every time we up level, there can be more expected of us and there can just be, you know, more to what we're calling in than just getting in. So I would love to hear about your experience with that. Yeah, I always call it like the period of like being divinely incubated. And a lot of the times we think that we know what we're being prepared for, but it's like life has other plans. Creator has other plans for us, right? And I think we really underestimate the value of being in preparation mode because I know personally there's nothing worse than showing up to something and I'm not prepared. (laughs) I'll use this as an example, but like trying to manifest your perfect relationship and you not preparing yourself for that relationship. So then when it shows up, it's like you're bringing old you that was hurt, you know, done wrong in the past to this new relationship that could be it and what you manifested. But because you overlook that preparation time, it's like you won't be able to recognize that that's the gift that you asked for. And also recognizing that sometimes the gift is wrapped up in something that we weren't expecting. And that's happened to me so often. (laughs) And something that I, I also had to be like humble enough to recognize, like, even if I feel stagnant, I'm being prepared. And like every, every season in my life, every cycle of my life really serves a purpose. So may feel like, maybe I'm slowing down, but I'm not like the slowdown is really the come up, you know, like you're really being prepared for something bigger or greater, or something that we don't even have like an understanding of, but being prepared, doing the work is so valuable at any time, you know? Um, Another thing is like, I used to get really complacent in that season of my life where I'm like, whatever, I'm good. Like I did, I've done the work. I've read the books and then it's like, Oh, I got too comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. I took advantage of this really great opportunity. So just being able to honor like the different seasons in your life and the different cycles and recognizing like there's a purpose in all of it. 
you know, and sometimes it's hard to really understand what that purpose is because it could be painful. Yeah. It could be extremely painful, but it's like staying with it as much as you can, trusting, you know, that everything is here for you and not against you and just taking care of yourself in that process is still a way of preparation, you know? Mm-hmm. When you said, even when I'm being stagnant, I'm being prepared. Yeah. That, that is just such a beautiful perspective to have because I think mm-hmm. we get, especially in today's society, we just, we want things to be immediate. We want to see kind of movement right in front of us all the time, but there's always yeah. movement happening, even if we don't see it immediately or feel it immediately. Exactly. And you have like, I don't know, there's something about trust again, maybe because it's just not as tangible, but trust is like the most divine tool ever. I'm so much more at ease when I'm just able to trust and surrender to the present moment, however it is, than trying to fight against it or trying to make sense of something or trying to get to the bottom of it. But when I just like let go, it's almost like things happen faster you know, even though they're happening in their own time, but it's like things really start to make sense once I've let go. (laughs) Yeah. The audacity. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense though, because when you don't fixate on it, that's when you can let things flow and that's when things can move. Yeah, exactly. You have to let go, let go of the like attachment to what you thought it was, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Asking for for something with your fist balled up, like it doesn't have, where can it, how can it land in your hand if you're gripping so tightly? Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Kind of on that note too, I would also love to talk about some of the preparation that comes behind being more successful. Like when we get more opportunities, the things that are also expected of us, where maybe on social media, we'll see at the surface level, something that happens or an opportunity or an end result or final product without also understanding that sometimes that can be a divine assignment too, being prepared to step into that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So yeah, right now in my life, I have a really awesome opportunity to work with Headspace, which has been like dream come true. Mm-hmm. But before that, so um, I actually just got out of like the most beautiful relationship. And I was probably dragging myself before when I was saying you could manifest the perfect relationship, but just not recognize it. So mm. that was me. <laughs> um <laughs> But it was really preparing me to be more of myself and be as authentic as possible and be as vulnerable as possible and courageous as possible because that's what I needed right now. You know, like if I was still in that relationship, maybe still trying to like learn um, how to speak up or being timid or whatever it is that I was going through then, like I would have brought that same energy to where I am right now and it wouldn't have served me at all. Yeah. So when that relationship had ended and I was moving out, the same day I got the keys to my apartment is the same day that I actually got the job at Headspace. Wow. Yeah. And I was like a wreck. I was crying. I was like, no, this can't be like, what is <laughs> happening? But then I'm like, no, this is how it works. You know, like this is, this is what it means to like put your faith into action. Right. And so everything in my life, I feel like has really prepared me for where I am right now. I've had to really learn what it means to be my own person and like to trust myself. As painful as the lessons were, it's like there's so much beauty in right now that I'm so grateful that I experienced all that hardship. Like I wouldn't trade it for anything, you know, and beyond just headspace and like this like very material, like physical thing. But I just know for myself, like I was able to receive this opportunity because I put in the work, I put in the time, you know, and I've really had to like, again, humble myself and be like, you know what, Dora, you have to do the healing. There's no way around it. There's no sidestepping. There's no easy, fast solution to heal. There's no way of like healing intergenerational trauma. Like you just have to dive right in it. There's a quote. Um, that I heard in a workshop that I was doing. And the guy said, what's in the way is the way, you know? And usually it's ourselves in the way. So we just have to, (laughs) you know, go inwards, right? So 
a lot of the times I feel like a lot of even just like when I see celebrities and they share their story, it's like you would have no idea that they're going through these things. But look at where they are right now, you know, and again, I really I think it just comes back to that understanding, like everything in our life serves a purpose and it may not serve a purpose to you in that moment, but it will. And you just have to trust that. I'm still not over what's in the way is the way. I yes. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I need to sit with that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's me. Yeah, I'm in yeah. the way, but all right. <laughs> but I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. That moment of, of vulnerability just now, because those are the things behind the scenes that we don't see where you can have yeah. an incredible career opportunity, but on the back end, you're maybe grieving, you know, a, a relationship yeah. or a whole change in environment that maybe isn't what you had planned. And all of these things can happen at the same time. You can be both excited and hurting at the same time. And yeah allowing ourselves space to feel all of those things is so important. Yeah. And even just back to what we were talking about, about at the beginning, it's like, you know, when we divide things in black and white, right. We, we like limit our capacity to hold both of those things at the same time. Right. So like that extreme happiness, but also this extreme sense of grief that I was experiencing, I had to hold both because it was a beautiful time, but it was also really painful, you know, and in doing so, I I transformed so much. I've evolved and grown so much. But if I was just like, no, I, I, I just like need to grieve right now. or I'm so sad. I can't take this opportunity. I'm working on myself. I would have regretted it so much, yep. <laughs> you know, so I think it's really just a, a, a lesson in those moments of like, hold both. It doesn't have to just be one thing. It can be all things and that's okay. You know? Yeah, yeah definitely. I, and I know we've talked, we've touched on it a, a little bit just around sometimes kind of the, the trap of personal development, but mm. just what you just said, which is kind of a reminder that we can get lost in the sauce sometimes and we yep. can... <laughs> We can sometimes miss what's for us being so deep in it. So that's, I really appreciate that reminder. Yeah. Or it'll, it will miss you because you're not being yourself, you know, it won't even recognize. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's super important. That is yeah. so real. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Dora, you have just dropped gem <laughs> after gem today, which I, mm. again, I'm like, I don't know where you got my journal or where, <laughs> how you were able to. You know, yeah, tell me we're exactly on the same what frequency. I needed. We yeah. are. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yeah. So before we wrap up today, I would love to just have our audience get to know you a little bit better. I just have a couple of not necessarily rapid fire questions, but just questions okay. that are all about just joy, ease, a snapshot of where you're at in this current time. Yeah. So the first question is, what is bringing you joy at the moment? What is bringing me joy at the moment? Um, ooh, okay. So outside of my house, there's a street that's covered with cherry blossom trees and they only blossom around this time. And it literally is snowing pink petals like for a mile down my street. Mm -hmm. And the other day I just was on my morning walk and I just laid down in a bed of these petals. So that was really, <laughs> that brought me a lot of joy. <laughs> Oh, good. Uh, Pacific Northwest cherry blossoms are so beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. Absolutely. Second that joy. <laughs> What's something that made you laugh recently? TikTok is like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And the children on TikTok, like some of them are so funny. I don't know if you've seen Jabria. Oh, and... I love Jabria. Are you smart? Yes. Oh, oh my yes. I need that confidence. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love her. That's what's made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hard same. TikTok yeah. <laughs> is just, people are so creative. So creative. There's so many skits on there. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, how do people take a 10 second sound clip and make something hilarious out of it? I don't know. I'm still <laughs> trying to figure that out for myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what are you grateful for? I am grateful for 
I'm grateful for myself in this moment. And sometimes it makes me want to cry because I've definitely, I just remember there was a time in my life that I wasn't grateful for who I was and I was really ashamed to be who I am. So in this moment, that's the first thing that came up. I am grateful for myself. Yes. Oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you. Ooh, honorable. Yes. I really <laughs> appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. So the last question is, how are you finding your balance? I am finding my balance by not being on Instagram right now. And it, sometimes I have to go on because people will send me DMs that are supposed to be emails. And so I check it in that way. But for the most part, like for the last three weeks, I've actually taken time off. And wow, <laughs> there's life happening out here. Like <laughs> there's so much. So yeah, that's. Yeah, that's how I've been finding my balance is coming back into balance by being offline. That's so good. Those times offline are so important. Yeah. Yeah. You were offline for a little bit too, right? Mm-hmm. I took uh, the month of February off. Wow. How was that? It was good. It, I definitely feel you. I, I also had some of the DMs that were supposed to be emails, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> still got me, but I I wasn't scrolling or consuming and it, it was so freeing. I just realized how much more time I had, how much more space I had for other things when I wasn't consuming. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that a hundred percent. Yeah. Those breaks are important. So whoever's listening, if you haven't taken a social media break and you're feeling called to, you have two advocates here. (laughs) Yes. Even for a day, even for like the Mm -hmm. first half of the morning, like it doesn't have to be something crazy, you know, just Give yourself some time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Dora, mm. thank you so much. This mm. conversation was just everything I needed and more. Thank you. Yeah, this was so amazing. I'm still fangirling. I'm so, such an <laughs> awe of everything that you do. And yeah, just being here, here and being able to share is such a blessing. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. I'm so grateful for you. I am so grateful for the space you occupy and for everything you shared with us today, your vulnerability. I just really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. So how can our audience find you? How can we continue learning from you and meditating with you? Yes. Um, Instagram, even though I'm not on there, but Instagram, Dora underscore Kamau. Um, you can find my meditations on Headspace. They're still on Insight Timer. Um, I'm slowly trying to dip and dabble into like visual meditation. So hopefully YouTube soon. Um, I've been working on putting that together. So that is where you can find me for now. Beautiful. So many amazing places. We'll make sure that all of your channels are linked in the show notes so that we can all find you so that we can meditate with you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into Balanced Black Girl. If you enjoyed this episode and feel called doing so, we would really appreciate a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to check out the show notes and more offerings at balanceblackgirl.com. 